Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. Or pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, let's go. A new week of the Super Talk Eagle Hour, and we're glad to have you. Lots to talk about. What a great weekend for Southern Miss Athletics with baseball, both basketball teams. Joy Lee McNellis is going to be joining us later in the show. Her team comes from 21 points down, uh, middle ways through the third quarter, to win Saturday's 26th. Largest comeback, uh, I read, in uh, NCAA women's basketball history. So uh, happy for the Lady Eagles. Look forward to talking to Coach here shortly. Opening segment sponsored by Dickey's Barbecue. Proud supporters of the Eagle Hour. Proud supporters of Southern Miss Athletics. We're happy to tell you we're broadcasting from the Southern Bank Course Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg. Luke will be joining us uh, here in just a few minutes right now. Bob and Kelly, and uh, we're in Southern Bank Corps. We're joined... uh, by our favorite baseball coach, Scott Berry, head coach, of course, of the Golden Eagles. And, uh, Coach, when you start out the season 3-0, and there's, uh, you know, nothing to be real unhappy about. Uh, let's uh, let's break it down. Let's start uh, with the uh, opener, uh, the 3-0 to nothing win uh, Friday night uh, over Liberty. Uh, Blake Johnson, 3-for-3 three three with a home run. Tanner Hall was Tanner Hall. Five shutout innings. And then... Uh, and then the new guy on the block, Tyler Martin, comes in and throws three shutout innings for you, and Justin Storm closes it down. Your thoughts about the uh, about the opener, Coach? Well, you know, obviously uh, everybody was anticipating the, the opening day, not only from our team standpoint, but also the fans that have uh, invested in in this season through season tickets. So to start off, you know, with a with a win was uh, something very special. Uh, you know. Obviously, when you have Tanner Hall on the mound, you feel really good about it. And, uh, you know, he did exactly what he's supposed to do. He covered the five innings there early in the year on 72 pitches. Walked the first hitter of the game on four pitches. You know, I thought, uh-oh, I haven't seen this side of him. But certainly he uh, he fixed that really quick and uh, ended with uh, just giving up one hit. And our staff only gave up one hit on, on the night and, and no run. So, Great, great performance by pitching staff. Tyler Martin, one of the unknowns that transferred in, a left-hander, pitched really, really well. It was his birthday, so he gave himself and us a nice birthday present there, covering those three innings. But uh, And then Justin Storm, obviously, was his first career save. But, yeah, Etzel, you know, I think people kind of saw this weekend what he's going to be about. He's a really exciting player. But Blake Johnson offensively, like you alluded to there at the beginning, Bob, Really nice night, three for three with uh, 
with a home run, a uh, big home run at that time, giving us that, sec- that second run and, and really catching well behind the plate. It's kind of hard to hit a home run in that cold weather. Am I right about that? Well, what what you know, I'll be honest with you, it was the wind. You know, we have north wind, and I was mm-hmm. like, there is no money in left tonight, guys. I mean, you better be ready to come in. You know, infielders go out. Uh, because it's going to be knocked down, and and uh, man, he cut the wind and was able to to get that thing out of there. I actually think it top, it it bounced off the top of the wall, if I mm-hmm. wasn't mistaken. Right. That's correct. But regardless, it was a home run, and it was tough to get out of there. But he did it. All right, so you come back Saturday, you you win another close one, two to one, and two new names I thought uh, real prominent in that game: uh, Tate Parker, Gabe Lacy. Parker gets the tying RBI, Lacy the uh, winning RBI, and then you get a a good solid performance from Matt Adams, and then a really, I thought, another sterling uh, relief performance by Sibley. Wow, you know, uh, you know, how about that? You know, let's talk about Matt Adams first. You know, what we saw on, on Saturday from Matt is what we saw at the end of the year last year, and we've been seeing it all fall in our scrimmages and our in our preseason scrimmages here in January, getting ready for opening day. So, once again, a young man. Um, highly poised out there, gives you a presence that he's in total control. And honestly, that's exactly what he was, pitching five innings, gave up one run. Uh, it was not earned. It was, um, you know, it basically came off an errant pickoff, though, at first base that moved that guy to second and then a base hit. And that, that was their only run that they were able to plate. But thought he pitched really well. But then we handed it off to another unknown uh, at this level and, and Cross Sibley, who uh, – who picked up, uh, you know, uh, uh, his first win and his first appearance in Division One baseball, and uh, let me tell you something—he was really, really dominant, Bob. I mean, covering four right. innings, only giving up three hits, but eight strikeouts, one walk, very deceptive. You could tell their hitters had a tough, tough time with him. So great job once again by our by our pitching staff. Not a lot of offense that, but we had enough to uh, to win that game, two to one couple of big at-bats. One was by uh, Tate Parker, which he alluded to, that that the shortstop had no play, was not going to be able to make the play at, at first. Uh, it, so it was going to be a base hit, but we never stopped Pato from second and were able to score that run, which was uh, obviously a very, very big run for us in that situation. No question. So another good win, and then yesterday you kind of pulled away a little bit from them, uh, winning 7-2, to two, and I Hate to sound like a broken record, but a, another solid five innings from your starter, big time relief pitching from Odom and Middleton, and Tate Parker with his first Golden Eagle home run. Dustin Dickerson uh, with a hot bat th- on Sunday. You know, another birthday boy, Nico Mazza. Yesterday was his birthday, so these guys seem to pitch good on their birthdays. Uh, so, you know, uh, five and a third innings pitched, uh, gave up one run, one earned, but six strikeouts on two walks, 75 pitches through five and a third. I really thought he had great mound presence, much like the two prior that pitched uh, on the two games before. So, Nico, another guy that didn't see a lot of action last year. I think he appeared in five games, and only five and a third innings was kind of, uh, you know, honestly put on the back burner because of all the depth that we had last year just couldn't get him in the games uh, enough for anything, but went off this summer and had a good summer, got a lot of reps in, came back in the fall, worked really hard, and, you know, it showed on Sunday. But 
couple other unknowns. Billy Odom only came in uh, there for those two-thirds of an inning, inherited runners at first and second with, with one out, was able to get out of there and uh, without giving up a run. But then the freshman, J.B. Middleton, who we've really been liking a lot uh, all fall and, and spring, you know, a really good arm. I, I compare him a lot to a guy that was on the World Series team in 09 and then in 010 was drafted and signed, uh, J.R. Ballinger. He reminds me a lot of J.R. Ballinger. But a really live fastball that Middleton throws, you know, 95, 96 with a really good breaking ball uh, and slider at 86 miles an hour. But covered two innings and had four strikeouts and no walks and uh, really, really looked good. He looked pretty electric on the mound from where I was sitting. I mean, he was throwing, he he was. Was throwing gas. Yeah, he, I mean, he's 94-96, and uh, that's a freshman arm right there, a really good one, and we knew that coming out of Benton Academy, a uh, small school over in the uh, Delta, close to Yazoo City. So, um, you know, he, uh, he had that electric arm in the fall, and it's continued on here in the spring. So you have to be really happy, I'm assuming, with um, – with the way a lot of these kids that are, are, are new to most of us came in and pitched and contributed offensively as well? Oh, outstanding. You know, I, I really am, Bob, because, you know, you can go through a fall camp and, you know, you might have at the most 100 people sitting there at your scrimmages. So the variable of a big 5,000 uh, attendance, uh, you, can't, you can't pump that into a practice situation to where that becomes part of the anxiety that these newcomers might feel that because i can assure you none of them that are here now ever experienced that prior to uh to coming here where they were whether it was in high school junior college or even the four-year schools that they transferred you know they didn't have the crowds that that we just saw this opening weekend so for them to really be able to control and slow the game down and perform like they did I think just really, really makes you feel good about where we are. There's a lot of pieces left on this team that we haven't gotten in there that we're going to have to. Those are still the unknowns uh, that we have to see how they react in those situations. All right, All right Coach, we're going to get the guys here on the other side of the break involved. Uh, and real quickly, just a few seconds left, I can see already that every time Matt Etzel comes up to bat, everyone's going to kind of hold their breath because you kind of get the feeling – you know, that he can explode anytime he's at the plate. He looks like to be quite a find. He really is. I'll tell you what, I've said it many a times. He could go down as the best center fielder that's played here by the time this year is over. He's really good. He makes it look easy. You know, yesterday goes all the way into deep right center and jumps up next to the wall and catches that ball, which was going to be a double if he doesn't catch the ball so uh really fine player offensively um i think he's got a chance to probably set the season double records he's got two right now he needs what i think he needs 30 more to uh, to break the record of 31 that was bill selby but he's got the potential to do it i can tell you all right when we come back uh, kelly and luke get in here with head coach scott berry sweep of the liberty flames uno up tomorrow night more baseball right after this
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right, Campus Bookmark, CampusBookmark.net sponsors this segment of the Super Talk Eagle Hour, and we're glad to do. Also, want to thank uh, Jana King for their sponsorship of the show. Jana King, the king of clean. Their team has been working for 35 years cleaning places of work, education, medicine, eatery, stadiums, and worship right here in the Pine Belt, and they can clean your business for you. Go to JanaKingCleans.com. All right, head baseball coach Scott Berry on the show with us. Uh, tell us baseball season. We're always so delighted uh, when it comes around. Uh, Luke, get in here. Coach Berry. Hey, Coach. Thanks, uh, thanks for coming on. Got the brooms out. I, I, I think people – I think the magnitude of of this weekend uh, will show itself in April and May. You know that was a that was a regional team last year, hadn't been swept. I don't think since TC, uh, by TCU uh, back in twenty twenty one. That's the first time that's happened. Um, you only give up three runs all all weekend, really. Um, just the comments about the fact that you can open with a sweep against a, a quality program like Liberty. Well, you know, certainly we schedule tough. I mean, we've talked about that philosophy before, trying to build a resume to for, for that committee at the end of the year to give you no reason to be left out. And certainly we knew Liberty, a regional team, the past two years. Uh, last year they won the, the regular season A-Sun, but they didn't win the tournament. So they had to be an at-large bid in 22. They were an at-large bid in 21. And trust me, uh, not that the A-Sun is, is not a – a good conference it is a good conference but usually it's a one bid conference and for them to to be able to achieve that uh in that level of a, of a conference be at large bid both years says a lot about their program and what scott jackson does i mean scott jackson and i have been good friends since he was with the liberty as an assistant back in 2008 when they came here uh, but his philosophy is just like mine. You have to schedule tough, and uh, that was one thing that attracted when he saw that on on the uh, website for uh, for games to come here. He enjoyed it in 08, knew that that was going to be a, a big RPI builder for him. So we are very pleased to be able to take three games, and, and trust me, we did it one game at a time. I mean, that's just exactly how we approach it. Uh, and have to approach it, and we'll continue to approach it that way. And and we made that opportunity for ourselves yesterday to sweep, which is very hard to do. And we capitalized on it with a with a really good win, seven to two yesterday. One question, then I'll throw it to Kelly. Talk about their their pitchers on day one and day two. You know how how good of a pitcher's Horn was, and uh, and then I, you know Moran gave us a little more trouble than we thought Horn was. But I mean Horn's a guy probably. 2024 draft. He's a, he's already a top 50 prospect. Two very good left-handers that we beat in games one and two. I, honestly, I mean, 90 percent of their arms that they threw against us, I thought were really good. I mean, they were all 90 plus. But I I like Moran better than I did Horn. In all honesty, Moran really has a lot of arm side run that he could use on both sides of the plate. He was tall in stature. He, he was real deceptive. Our, our guys had a hard time picking him up, and uh, well, he just came at us. But you know, he started getting in some trouble there in the uh, in the fifth inning, and uh, or the sixth inning, I guess it was. And they had to go to the pen, which is I was glad to see that because we really just didn't have a whole lot of answers for him. But I like both those lefties. I mean, certainly if we, uh, you know, and I told the team on um, I think it was on Saturday. 
pulled them up in about the seventh inning. And I said, hey, if you want to stop seeing lefties, lefties, you better start hitting lefties. I mean, <laughs> otherwise, I mean, the people are just going to keep throwing lefties. And, you know, we're left-handed dominant in, the, in that lineup. Uh, so they're going to have to stand up and learn to hit them. And uh, we were able to scratch for a couple of runs there and win on Saturday 2-1. to one. They're, uh, they're late, but, you know, I like their pitching staff. I thought they were really good. And for us to be able to scratch there in the seventh and eighth for single runs in both those innings and, and then hold on to win, I thought was a really, really good statement for our guys. Coach Barry, some of the chicken littles in the Southern Miss fan base where the sky is always falling, right? <laughs> Going into the season, uh, the question was, oh, I just, you know, I, I, I really like our team, except I'm just not sure about our pitching staff. I consider myself a reasonable person, but I got to tell you, I don't understand what all the concern was about. I really don't. I mean, can you, you know, pinch me or something? Well, I, why was everybody, I was not at all worried about this pitching staff. <laughs> well, you know, I'll be honest with you. We lost two out of our three starters from last year on weekend, uh, losing five guys to the draft that all could have come back, uh, I'd be lying to you if I wasn't a little concerned, to be honest with you. I mean, because that was uh, arguably the best staff that I've ever been a part of, whether it's a head coach, an assistant coach, whether it's at the D1 level, the junior college level. I mean, that staff was so good last year, and it really, really spoiled us. Uh, And then all of a sudden, when, when everything that transpired and we lost that, now you have what I've alluded to earlier in that first segment is a lot of unknowns coming in that we just have never, they've never been tested basically at this level in front of this kind of crowd and atmosphere. And, and certainly in a program that the expectations are so high year in, year out. So for us to go out and, and do what we did from a pitching staff uh, this past weekend very outstanding. Couldn't be more proud, and I know Oz is, is very proud of them as well. Heck, they didn't have the only extra base hit they had was yesterday in the ninth. The kid hits the home right. run. I mean, I don't think they ever had you – know, they didn't have an extra base hit before before that. So our guys really, really dominated. But, you know, there's, there's still a lot of unknowns that still have to take that mound through the course of this long season that we still have to continue to, to figure out how to use them and use them the right way to win baseball games. That, that, that's fair, but but my my own view, and you know, speaking to some groups and so on, I, I've said I think top to bottom, I think I maybe even said it on this show, top to bottom, talent wise, I think this year's staff may even be better than last year's. Well, time will tell on that. I guess is yeah. what I would how I would respond to it. So I hope you're right. We all hope he's right, don't we, Coach? And and injuries obviously will have a big big part of it too. It's only one of the only yeah. one of the few times in life that I've wished Kelly Sander was right about something, Coach. <laughs> just so you know. Well, you know, of course, you know when we lost Chandler Bass, he was going to be such a big piece that has been a part of the success that we've had the last two years, and and you know it was his time to really step up. You're talking about a left-handed arm that's. 91 to 93 miles an hour and, and developing a good breaking ball. And then all of a sudden, you know, he goes down with Tommy John in the fall. Uh, you know, that was a known that now all of a sudden that was, uh, wasn't a part of the, uh, part of the equation anymore. So, you know, it's, it's given, obviously got to give some guys some opportunities and they're going to get their opportunities, but 
you know, I think this is something that we are going to continue to have to work and, and see by the time that we get to conference the fifth weekend, we'll have it figured out of, of who's going to really help us win and what role they're going to play to do that. Right. Uh, is it, was my observation correct, Coach, that Danny Lynch talked uh, through three games? He really never quit talking over on third base. Oh, man, I'm right over there by him. He never shuts up, you know. <laughs> I, I mentioned to Rusty Keys, who was standing there by me, our chief here uh, for UPD. I said, listen to Lynch. I, he, the dude never shuts up. But I love it, man. He keeps everybody in the game. He keeps himself in the game. and You know, he's our player coach on the field. I mean, I don't know. You guys can't see it and hear what he's saying and how he's kind of directing traffic. But certainly, uh, he's our captain. Uh, in the locker room and and off the field, but he's a, the captain on the field. He really keeps everybody where they're supposed to be. He's a yeah. great kid. You know, he he has said to me twice, uh, even if I go 0 for 3 and make three errors, I'm not going to be down because I play college baseball and live in the greatest country on the planet. Now, how do you not like How do you well, not like right. that, you know? And, you know, I had, I had to sacrifice him there on Saturday in a, in a big situation and and he, he came through for us with that and this is a guy that has been a starter every year he's not used to, to, to bunting but I can assure you in his mind he never questioned me giving him that sacrifice bunt he knows what sacrifice means and that means sacrificing yourself for the betterment of the team and he executed the bunt and we were able to capitalize on it and uh one of those two runs uh what, what enabled us to uh to score on, on right. that no question luke didn't the, didn't even the uh, play-by-play guy for louisiana tell you that he'd like to have danny lynch on his that's team. exactly right it was a revelation <laughs> on the eagle hour uh, coach barry uh, jay walker of louisiana now wants danny lynch's autograph now we we, we don't think anything's going to happen you know danny's going to jog when he uh, hits a home run later in the season but just want to let you know that it's been fun having some of these sunbelt guys on and and every single yeah. guy we've looked forward to just talks about how they're so excited your program is in the sunbelt now well, I think it's going to be a great league. I think, uh, you know, it was already a very good league, but now with the addition of ourself, Old Dominion, James Madison, and, and Marshall, you know, Marshall, I think they won three games, uh, this year under, under Coach Beal, who used to be at Ohio State. So, you know, I think it's going to be a very, very sound league. It's going to, at the end of the year, it's going to have a high RPI. All right, we look forward to having Coach Barry on the show every Monday now that baseball is underway. Coach, thanks a lot. We look already look forward to next week with you. All right, guys. Thank you. Coach Scott Barry, everybody. What a, what a great guy. And he was talking about the Sun Belt. Well, I think five or six teams swept this weekend. Yeah. All right, another one of our favorite people. She's up next, Joy Lee McNellis. What a comeback. Kelly Sander by the Lady Eagles. Historic in some Historic. ways. Historic. We'll be right back. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, let's get right back to it. I want to thank Scott Berry for joining us. We've got Joy Lee McNellis on the phone with us right now. This segment sponsored Fourth Street Bar and Grill. Great supporters of Southern Miss Athletics, including Lady Eagle Basketball. 
Great supporters of our show and guys that, that we urge you to do business with, 4th Street Bar and Grill. Coach McNellis is at practice. You may hear the ladies uh, behind her. Uh, but, Coach, I uh, wanted to get you on the phone today because uh, your, your guys are down 21 points in the third quarter uh, Saturday at Monroe. You come back to uh, win what we've learned is the 26th best comeback come from behind win in NCAA Division One history. So congratulations. Tell us how it all happened, Coach. Well, I mean, first of all, was the, I didn't get a defensive stop at all, uh, <laughs> nor did my coaches. But our players just kind of would not be denied. And we talked about that in the locker room at halftime. We will not be denied. We have played poorly in the first two quarters. We've got to come back in the third quarter and play well. And, you know, we didn't. I'll be honest with you, we did not start the third quarter playing very well at all. And then they bumped that lead way on up there. And, you know, just every time out, we were trying to say, hey, we've been there. They've never been there. We'll be okay. We've just got to continue to play hard. We've got to continue to be able to defend. We've got to rebound. We've got to find their big bodies. Those were the things that we talked about and taking care of the basketball because that was part of the issue is that, you know, we just we didn't keep them off the glass at all. They got every second chance opportunity. They wanted our transition. B was awful. Um, I mean, it was really, really bad. We didn't stop ball. We were kind of snatching and grabbing, and we just can't. We just couldn't do that. And so finally, we threw our press on, and when we threw it, uh, first possession they got a layup, and then after that, we just cranked it from that point, and then we began to chip away and. We told them at halftime, hey, if we can just get it to 10 by the fourth quarter, we'll have a shot. And we were down 13 going in the fourth quarter and then come out and coming out of the timeout, Lauren Gross hit a big three ball uh, to pull it to 10 with the very first possession out of the uh, timeout going into the, or out of the media starting the fourth quarter. So we got it to 10, you know, very quickly. And so from that point on, it was, we rallied, we made a comeback. We fouled them a lot. They missed free throws. We were able to get some of that action going the other way. But from that point, late in that fourth quarter, I'm going to tell you guys, it might be the ugliest game of basketball you've ever seen. We turned it over, they turned it over. We turned it over, they missed free throws. You know, it was just absolutely crazy basketball. And fortunately, right, we had the ball down seconds to play. We were in control. And what happens? They trap us steal the ball, go for a layup, take the lead. We come right back. Well, we advance the ball. We come right back down. Lonnie Cornfield goes for a drive. They foul Lonnie. Lonnie steps up, hits two free throws to send it into OT. So it was just – it was a crazy game. OT was not much different. Uh, It was crazy as well. So we were just fortunate to win. And my whole deal was is that I felt like that we had an – that we'd been there. They had not been there in those situations, and we had every opportunity to be able to win. What I tell you the other day, Luke, when you and I were at courtside watching the Lady Eagles, Lonnie Cornfield, that's my girl. Man, that girl can, <laughs> that girl can play basketball, Luke Johnson. Yes, she can. Hustles for every ball, just the type of effort you want. Coach, talk about uh, something that she and Rose Warren did, that both of them had eight assists in the game, yep. which may have been more you know, important down the stretch than, than uh, Cornfield's points. Yeah, it, it was very critical. And Rose played absolutely amazing in the fourth quarter and in overtime. 
Um, she was, and, and Lonnie just played hard, hard, hard in that situation. Uh, but Rose just made plays. She made difficult plays look easy. Um, and I mean, Rose had eight assists, no turnovers, um, and then hit big three balls for us in that fourth quarter and in overtime to be able to give us an opportunity to win. Um, but they both played extremely well. They both played. Rose played really poised. They were trapping Lonnie every opportunity they could trap, every opportunity. And so they tried to get her shook. But Lonnie, no doubt, was playing her very best to be able to give us an opportunity to win. Sometimes we kind of left her hung out to dry and didn't get to her when we needed to. Um, but they were very special in that overtime. Both of them were, and they both were very, very solid. Um you know, in that fourth quarter, we'd have never made the comeback without them being able to hit shots. And then we forget Dominique Davis was out of the game. Um, she went out uh, in that second quarter and uh, never returned, never returned for the game. So it was definitely a great win by this team. They did a great job and made good decisions uh, when it counted, should I say. Coach we McNe- need to make good decisions throughout the game, not just at the end. Coach McNeil, it's your team now, 18-9 and overall, 11-5 and in conference play. I have never seen a league coming down to the last week of the season. you got JMU and Troy at 12-4, and Texas State, Southern Miss, and ODU, a game behind at 11-5, and and don't count out Georgia Southern and Louisiana. They're just another game back at 10-6. and Your Lady Eagles play a rare Wednesday contest, final home game for the regular season against Troy. You could do yourself a lot of good, of course, by winning that one, but it doesn't get any easier than when you go to Lafayette for a Friday afternoon game. How does the math now remaining look to your Lady Eagles in at least securing a top four seed in Pensacola? Well, you know, we've got to take care of us. That's all we can control. We have to prepare today. Every possession counts. We have talked about that. We've talked about in real live game, it's 80 minutes away. We have 80 minutes of game basketball left. The practice starts today. Intensity starts today. Improving our turnovers, keeping people off the offensive glass, transition defense. We've got to do a much better job of that. So that's the three things that's our focus this week is we've got to do that in a short week to be able to get better because Troy is ranked in the top five in the country in offensive rebounds. Uh, they lead the league in offensive rebounds. There's nobody close to them. They force a lot of turnovers, as does Lafayette. You know, both of those teams force a lot of turnovers. And so we've got to play. Honestly, our strategy going in against both of those teams is we've got we to make the game. We've got to take less shots. We've got to force Troy to take less. Let me say that. We've got to force Troy to take less shots. They want to shoot the ball five to six seconds in the shot clock. We've got to slow them down. So rather than us trying to get two shots off in 30 seconds, we're going to try to get one shot off in 30 seconds. We've got to reduce their offensive opportunities um, because they're going to shoot it and go get it. They actually, Troy scored 11 times on us in our half-court defense. 11 times. Everything else came off a second-chance point, uh, off offensive rebounds or free throws. And so – We've got to be able to defend them, keep them in front of us, and keep people off the glass. But as we go down this stretch, we have to control us in those three areas, transition D, controlling the offensive glass and defensive glass and taking care of the basketball. And then we've got to fight for two wins. And obviously it starts Wednesday against Troy, which is tied for number one in the league. We've got to be able to do that. Um, 
So hopefully we'll have a great crowd out here on Wednesday night, and then it doesn't get any easier. And we travel to Lafayette and play them on uh, Friday. So I think it just says how the parity of this league really is, and uh, there's a lot of teams that are right in the hunt for the title. I think it's going to go to the last game that's played on Friday night to see what the seeding is going to be in the tournament, but we have to take care of us. All right, Coach, Coach. I just want to clarify. You you said that there was intensity at practice. I, I never thought I would hear that described with <laughs> Joy Lee McNellis basketball. <laughs> and, and it didn't start this week. It started last July. Correct. That's right. <laughs> All right, uh, Coach, uh, as Kelly so rightfully pointed out, the, the girls are 18 and 9, and you've only got one senior, only yeah. one senior on this basketball team. She's a really, really special kid, and she's going to be on the Eagle Hour tomorrow at 1. Is that yes, correct? Sir. Yes, sir. Lauren Gross, she will be on there. She is our lone senior. She will re- She will get her Ph.D. She will have three degrees from Southern Miss, her undergrad, her master's, and will complete her Ph.D. in leadership and economic development. So, um, she's a very special young lady. She's even had it helped with a, a planning a church downtown, Hub City Church, uh, but definitely someone that you would want your daughter to grow up and be like, a granddaughter, uh, just a great student, more of a great person than anything, and definitely has impacted our program and has impacted her teammates in many ways. They'll say, who is that masked that masked young lady? And they'll say, yeah. the lone senior. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> All right, Coach, we, we look forward to that very much. Uh, tell her we're looking forward to having her back on the show tomorrow. And thank okay. you. Thank you for your time and congratulations. Okay, I appreciate it. All thank right. you. Coach Jordan right. Lee McNellis. Uh, so Lauren Gross's uh, academic career pretty much patterned yours. Isn't that right, Kelly? Ph.D. after five years? Well, I've I've been seeing a doctor for five years. I won't tell you what for, but <laughs> <laughs> that's the closest to a doctoral you'll ever have. That's, okay, that's okay, sure. we we got a, a special feature we're going to uh, reveal later in the week. But give you just a little hint. I want to I want to give you a quote from Eagle Post that I read this morning. My favorite website, and this is serious observation. The concession stand ran out of peanuts. You can't run out of peanuts on opening weekend. There, there's a war going on in Ukraine, and we're worried about peanuts on opening day. <laughs> Kudos to Jeremy Graves, by the way. Pick the sweep. Expert uh, analysis. Expert yes. analysis. We'll be back. Southern Miss to the top. Appreciate Joy Lee McNellis coming on and talking about the epic comeback over uh, on Saturday against the ULM Warhawks, Lady Eagles, down a whole bunch. How many exactly was it, Bob? 21 points midway through the third quarter. Outscored the Lady Warhawks 23-5 to and then sent the game into overtime. And um, Lady Eagles... Trying to trying to get that um, that double by men. On the other hand, we hadn't really talked about men's basketball, but they got their twenty fourth uh, victory of the season as they defeated Georgia Southern seventy three sixty two on Saturday. Kelly, uh, you were telling me um, that that with that win, the double by is clinched. Don't know 
where got to wait for these last two because Marshall's just the game back, but but double by clinch. Right. The only four teams that have a chance now for the number one seed are the Eagles, Marshall, who is a game behind at twelve and four, and then Lafayette and James Madison are another game back at eleven and five. The Eagles will play at Old Dominion. On Wednesday, remember this week, it's weird. Uh, it's not Thursday, Saturday. It's Wednesday, Friday this week. Right. So the men will play at ODU. Why is that? Do we know? They, they give them an extra day because the tournament starts on Tuesday. Okay. Right. Yep. And so, then they'll uh, play at uh, Texas State on Saturday. So this is that uh, killer road trip. But Marshall, to put things in perspective, Marshall also closes with two road games at James Madison and at ODU. So you can also <laughs> argue that Marshall's finishing schedule is tougher than the Eagles. Yeah, but they don't have to travel like we do, though. As far, for uh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, yeah, Neftali Alvarez led the Eagles 19 points uh, on Saturday. Denai J. Harris, 9 points, but 14 rebounds uh, for uh, for the men. Softball on fire over the weekend. Lady Eagles go 4-1 and one in the Golden Eagle Invitational. Defeat Alcorn State twice. Drop a 4-2 uh, to um, game to Tulsa. They defeated... Uh, S-I-U-E, Edwardsville, right? That's uh, the Southern Cougars. Illinois. Right. One to nothing, and then defeated Jacksonville State four to one yesterday. Natalie Pools, ladies, eight and one um, on the year. Uh, they will travel up to uh, your old neck of the woods, Bob, North Mississippi, at Itabena, right? Where, uh, where, yeah. where Valley is? Mississippi Valley State. Yeah, the Delta Devils. On, yeah. Take on Valley tomorrow uh, at 4 p.m. I think that's the only road game um until march the first uh, for the lady eagles so eight and one for coach uh, coach pool men's golf at the bayou city collegiate classic in houston texas uh men right now in round one they're playing 36 holes today five over right now uh, they are in 10th place uh right behind U- utsa and ulm track and field headed to birmingham um, for the Sunbelt Indoor Invitationals today and tomorrow. We'll keep you updated on how Coach Stewart's uh, troops do over there. But going back uh, to baseball, let me mention one more thing. Uh, Beach Volleyball uh, releases their preseason poll. Lady Eagles set to uh, to finish fifth, which right in the pack, right in the middle of the pack, eight teams will be competing in the Sunbelt. Going back uh, to uh, the weekend, guys, um, there's a really good um, – Really good profile on Twitter. We don't know who it is, but it's called Southern Miss Stats and Info. And great work they do. It's it's not Stats McGee. I, I, I asked that question, not him. Here you go. Over the weekend, Golden Eagle pitching. Two earned runs allowed in 27 innings. Just one extra base hit allowed, which was the home run yesterday. Liberty batters went 0-24 with two outs. Mm. Pretty impressive. Mm. But apparently... The concession stand ran out of peanuts. Unbelievable. And you can't do that opening <laughs> weekend, Kelly. You can't do that. Is that law? Is that state law? I believe it should be if it's not. We'll, we'll we get in touch to talk, with the... You need to talk to your legislator about that. <laughs> we'll do that. Hey, polls, guys. Uh, Golden Eagles 18 in Baseball America, Collegiate Baseball in D1. Don't think the USA Today coaches poll has come out, but uh, – can only go up if you keep winning. And in those metrics last week that CBS Sports did, you know how they also ranked the conferences. And we talked last year, and Coach Barry, you know, so aptly was saying about how last year Conference USA's baseball conference was pretty strong. Yeah. But when you look at the Sun Belt this year, ranked as the eighth toughest conference in the baseball nation, baseball nationwide, Conference USA didn't even show up. 
So you can see with the departure of Southern and ODU and mm-hmm. and Marshall, to, you know, to name the a few, how difficult that's going to make it for Conference you know, USA. You know, look, I would contend based on what I saw last year. Now that you look at Conference USA anew, you got to believe that Texas San Antonio is probably the best team in the league based on how they played last year. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, don't forget Louisiana Tech. I mean, right, Tech right. Tech's going to compete. Bob, I know in the last minute of the show, uh, you've been waiting to tease something that's going to happen later in the week. Yes, we're going to we're going to be collecting quotes and statements from our favorite internet source, and then come every Friday, we're going to have the dumbest quote of the week from Eagle Post. Not dumbest. It's not dumbest. Go ahead, uh, clarify for me, Luke. I uh, just we just observed that. Um, I don't know how to, how to state it. The most enlightening post. How would that be? There you go. The that's, most. That's I, I apologize for saying dumbest. The most enlightening post of the week. Kelly, you're going to participate. It's, a, you, it's you a, are, a different perspective of watching Southern Miss sports. That's probably the best correct. way to say and, it. And, and, and this isn't television, but Bob Getty was dripping with sarcasm as he said the most enlightening post. <laughs> it's a different yeah. perspective. Oh, you got that right. And sports. This will never be on television. <laughs> I hope. Yeah, let's hope not. All right, we got Lauren Gross on the show tomorrow. We're working on Jay Ladner. Travel is kind of different this week. Yeah. Uh, but we'll, I'm sure, get him on this week. And uh, we're going to have good shows for you all week. At the Pete this Friday with a special hour long guest host that we will announce later in the week as well. It should be interesting, as will tomorrow. Until then, Southern Miss. To, to the, the top. top. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.